What's up, everyone? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 229 of Spinning Thoughts. Dan sits down with Falsifier to talk about how they found their roots in music, how they got into hardcore music, what it's been like navigating this world during a pandemic and trying to tour in Canada, in the States, and everything in between. This conversation also rounds out Dan's little mini-series of the No Passage Fest conversations. If you remember, in episode 227, Dan sat down to talk to Joe Day, the promoter of No Passage Fest. And just last week, Dan talked to A Will Away, one of the 13 bands, including Falsifier, at No Passage Fest. So if you don't remember, No Passage Fest happened on March the 19th in Hamilton, Ontario. Like Pacific was the headliner, the fest also served as their album release for Control My Sanity. So really excited to have Falsifier here on the podcast. I think this is their first time ever on Spinning Thoughts. And in their conversation with Dan, they even are teasing a little bit about some upcoming shows, tours, an EP, it seems like 2022 could be quite the exciting year for Falsifier. If you like this kind of content, make sure you stop what you're doing right now. Give it a like on YouTube. If you're not subscribed, please go ahead and do that on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. I'd also like to say that Spinning Thoughts got early access to video podcasts on Spotify. It's really cool. I like the way that it's embedded and integrated right into the app. So if you haven't checked that out, go to Spotify, leave us a five-star review, and check out the video podcast on there. If you want to see this face or the faces of the many beautiful bands that we talk to, we're on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com, and we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Without any further delay, let's dive into Dan's conversation with Falsifier at No Passage Fest 2022. Hello, hello, Dan Boyer, Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts. And I am here with Falsifier. What's up, guys? What's going on? It's great to see you guys. Uh, I'm going to guess that this is uh, one of the first festivals you've been back on since COVID's been around? I think so, yeah. I think so. I think we played, we did play a fest in the States on the last tour we did, but this is definitely the first local fest we've done. Yeah. Right, right. It's and be our second Canadian show uh, yeah, since yeah. we've been back. So, yeah. so um, talk to me about how Falsifier um, came together. Like, where did it all start? Because I know um, you've been at it for quite a few years now, and there have been member changes and such. So just let's roll it all the way back to um, the beginning of Falsifier. So we, I was uh, in an old band forever ago, and then I was out of a band for a while, and we, um, uh, how, how did it start? Well, I mean, we was just scrolling through Facebook, trying to find members for a band, and uh, there was like a, a London, Ontario hardcore group, I don't even know if that Facebook group is still a thing, but um, I found our old drummer posting on there, asking for like people to start like a heavy band, and whatever, so I shot him a message, and that's basically it. And he's just like, I know a couple of guys, you know, a couple of guys, let's get everybody together and just try and write some heavy tunes. And that's 
literally how we started. And then uh, later down the line, just members didn't work out. And then Colin started uh, filling in for us a couple of times. And then... Yeah, I mean, I consider that, like, kind of the beginning anyway, right? Because, yeah, like, yeah, we, we play, we were, like, in our infancy, like, you guys had played maybe three shows total. Two, two, two total. Before two shows total. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, yeah. Hey, I, I miss playing heavy music because I'd been playing in pop punk bands and stuff, and I was like, I miss playing heavy music, so when I got offered from Matt, and me and him were really, like, we were trying to start bands in Windsor, but he moved to London and started Falsifier, and then I eventually ended up filling in and becoming a full-time member, and... Here we are, like here we nine are. years later. I was gonna ask how many how many years ago was that? Uh, that had to have been like at least nine years. Wow. When would it be? Like two thousand fifteen? Uh, no, we released the first single. I believe it was twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. And how did um, how did you get into heavy music in the first place? Like Falsifier, you're probably the heaviest band I've interviewed. Um, like you know, you're one of those bands that. It, like I don't know what subgenre of metal you would be, you, but I'm gonna guess you'd be a subgenre of metal, and I'm gonna guess you've got a logo that like looks like a bunch of tree branches. <laughs> we definitely <Yes>. do. <laughs> so, the tree <laughs> so, so what, um, what, what uh, led you to get into that style and type of music? I've just I've been into heavy music for a really long time and when we started the band we just there was a a pretty big like influx of heavy bands at that time and just really liked what was going on and we're like okay well let's, let's see if we can like get in there get our foot in that door and like try and just be like that we never had a goal in mind on what we wanted to sound like we just wanted to write heavy music and that was it so I think that's what's kind of helped us a lot too with like not focusing on a genre just like just we just want to be a heavy band and that's mm-hmm. it and um, when did you start to know or n- notice that uh, Falsifier was becoming a, a, a bigger thing than uh, uh, like a bunch of kids that wanted to start a local band? I, I'd say it's like when we started picking up playing shows like more local across like I, mean, I guess Ontario where we started actually like doing like weekend warrior kind of things like we'd play with all the local bands from the area and then we eventually like booked a full tour around that and did Ontario and then we did cross Canada and then like we started getting some traction and then we signed with Artery Records for a brief period and that helped us out a lot I'd say with like promotion and like getting our name out there for me I think that's basically when I thought we were like a getting to be a bigger band was like once we signed to the label we're like okay well that's really cool obviously like we're very excited about it but then like once we posted that we were like signed the response we got was crazy like we basically like blew up a lot overnight just by announcing that and i think that's where like we were on tour when we announced it Mm -hmm. we're in like des moines i think we were and uh like sitting in a a walmart parking lot watching the numbers just go and go and go and like holy shit we're like kind of getting somewhere here yeah that's uh that that's amazing so um how how do you um how do you go about balancing because i'm gonna guess you gotta still deal with day jobs and what have you so you know you you find yourself in this in this spot where um you know the band has traction 
um, and and uh, the, the the band has uh, you know uh, as you say the the fan base is growing um, but not to the extent that you're like okay I'm just gonna drop my day job right so how how does that work how do you how do you balance that um, you know because you get offered like a five-week tour somewhere and like how how do you how do you go about just being like, okay, boss, I'm out for like five weeks? I think for me, I've always thought of like jobs being just something to facilitate me being able to go on tour. Luckily now, like Simon and I, we have an incredible boss who like yeah. lets us tour basically whenever we want to. But I've quit countless jobs just to go on tour because that's yep. just a job has never meant more to me than touring. Yeah. Or even just playing like a single show. I've definitely turned around to a boss and be like, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to be here, but I'll come back. Hopefully I'll see you then. (laughs) (laughs) What ended up happening, like I've actually been with the same company since I was 18 years old. Like I work in Tool and Die and my boss has been like very like gracious with giving me like the opportunity to go out and leave whenever I please to go on tour and then come back to an actual job that I, you know, can support myself till the next one. So... That's actually amazing, because um, I'm not sure you'd find that you with. Don't find oh, it too. You don't find it too often, bro. Well, most of us are pretty blessed. To extremely have that. fortunate for that, and we, yeah. Yeah, because speaking of tours, uh, I'm remembering now. You did do one. Was that when was that? The end of last year, or you were you were out with uh, the last ten seconds of life? October. Yeah. <laughs> October, November, right? Yeah. So that would have been your first tour in the world of covid right those were some of our first shows like back like we hadn't played any shows in canada like our first show back was wherever our first the the first show of the tour was our our first show like since playing before covid was since like november december of 2019 was our first show ever all these other bands all these other bands were um like you know already touring and playing shows and everything we showed up on the pack and we were like Hey, it's our uh, first show in like a year and a half. Let's go. <laughs> and what was what was different in the kind of post-COVID world when it comes to uh, touring? Oh, so much. Um, Walmarts are no longer 24 hours in the States, so we can't park there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can, but you just can't go inside, so there's not really much no, point. There's no bathrooms, there's no food. Um, a lot of places... A lot of places close pretty early in the states now. Mm-hmm. Um, going to the states and seeing how different their like mask mandates and vaccine things are compared to here was insane. Just yeah. absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah, astronomically different. Like, like way less than here. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, there yeah, are some absolutely. states that they just like COVID. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'd come up and like people would, like from the venue or whatever like come up to me like shoulder to shoulder and be like, "Oh, you don't have to wear that, buddy. It's fine." I'm like. I'm going to wear this mask, I'm fine. I want to go home. So that was the other thing that we were all super stressed out about on that last tour. Because at the time, the, like for us to come home, we had to get a PCR test. So that was like $250 a piece, a piece US. So that was like a ton of money. Well, that's, that's your guarantee for however many shows just gone per person. Right. And there was four of us. So that was a lot, but we had to test negative to come home. So we are the whole time we were like, 
super stressed out. I mean, we're like washing our hands the whole time, mask and on, on like everywhere we went. We had a thousand disposable masks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were talking about like three bottles of hand sanitizer because yeah. we're literally, we're like ultimately like we can't go home. And yeah, if we, we can't go home, what do we do? We sit in yeah. a van for three weeks and burn all of the money we just made. Yeah, it's like, we like didn't stay at anybody's houses the whole time. We slept in the van every single night every for night. like over a month. Yeah, because we just weren't gonna risk like getting we, sick by staying at someone's house. We, seriously, we yeah. couldn't. We couldn't take the risk. Yeah, we wanted to go home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, how did that tour come together? Like, I'm I'm interested to hear about how, um, like, the tour offer comes in. And COVID is still like at least here in Canada, right? Like, it's a thing. Like, it's really a thing. And so, how how did that offer come in? First of all, and then how do you make that decision? So we, our agent reached out to us and was like, "Okay, it looks like things are going to start to open up. Um, we should start planning something for the fall and see if we can uh, get something going." And we're like, "Okay, we're trying to pitch some ideas and whatever." And I think you. Simon and yeah. I, Simon hit us up and was like, well, what, let's see if like Last Hand and Filth want to do something. That'd be really fun. Friends of ours already. Let's, let's check that out. And yeah. so we shot a message to our agent and he's like, okay, yeah, I'll get back to you. And he got back to us within like a couple hours and was like, funny enough, they're already working on something and they were going to hit me up about it. So random coincidence, like Just that, that tour is already going to happen. So yeah, you guys are on it. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So last 10 seconds of life we're thinking about it and you guys were thinking about touring with them and it just came together yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah that's wild yeah. Probably, probably easiest one to ever just come together oh yeah and it honestly couldn't have been a better first tour back because they're already like some of our really close friends it, it just it was really nice to to go out with uh people we knew already in yeah. the in the weird uncertain times <laughs> yeah having some familiar faces around made it a bit easier to absolutely. absolutely yeah 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 and uh and so um you go to the states nobody gets covid right not no. once not no. once not once we took pcr tests even like we did I rapid had... tests a couple of times yeah. too just to make sure and what were the crowds like um given the reality of of the pandemic oh covid didn't exist to them yeah so the crowds were just they, fine <laughs> the crowds were just fine you know there was like the odd person here and there that would like wear their mask and like which is fine do whatever you want but like yeah for the most part we were like even walking by and like we were, we were walking by in that one mall and we were all stopped and the four of us together all with our masks on it's three people literally walk by like mouse wide open just like gawking at us oh, and we we're yeah. just like i was like what yeah wearing a mask down there is like you have six heads yeah it was crazy and i was like it wasn't even like six months ago yeah. you guys were wearing masks it was funny but yeah no it just doesn't exist so this wasn't your first u.s tour by a long shot you've you've been uh you've been touring north america for a good while i don't have you been over to europe yet not yet no, not yet I think the key word there is probably yet, not yet. Yes. I, I would think that that's going to going to be uh, on on the horizon at some point, given. Hands in motion already. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, just just knowing what I know of Europe and what I know of your sound, I would think that you'd be well received uh, over over there. Um, is it a surreal feeling to uh, you know? be on stage you're in the middle i don't know pick a stage like 
you're in like, I don't know, Oklahoma or some random state, right? And but you're also like four friends from London, Ontario that just like started a band, right? And there's like I'm gonna guess there's people in these random states that are so far from where we live who are just like losing it for the music of falsifier and uh i'm just interested to know um what what that feels like it's definitely surreal i mean even like the amount of shows that this band has played and like places we've been still every time there's people that know the words the songs or want to buy merch or just even want to pay money to come and see us it's crazy it's crazy to think that something that we started so long ago was actually like people would give that much of a fuck about it yeah yeah it's uh it just must be like the weirdest but also best feeling i would think the best i wouldn't trade it for anything in the world yeah 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 especially um Given that, uh, you know, there's no secrets about about the fact that uh, uh, Falsifier started um, when you started, you're a bunch of uh, like what we might call youth group kids, like um, kind of uh, connected to, a, you know, particular type of church, the dude with the like. Yeah you know the soul patch and like the the you know the guy that just wants to do life or whatever right and uh you know i like i'm not that but i've had friends that lived in in that world and uh it's uh interesting for sure you gotta give a shout out to like the christian metalcore scene in windsor ontario when we did have it because it was very very important for me especially being like a kid that was in the youth group listening to Christian metalcore bands, you know, Under Oath and all of them coming up. Like, we had, like, a small Christian metalcore scene where we were playing in a place called, like, Hardcore Church, or it was in, like... Oh, yeah, Hardcore Church, yeah. Yeah, so that was actually, like, the church I attended. Uh, I was a Pentecostal Christian at the time, and, um, yeah, so we would do our shows there. I actually, like, lived upstairs in that venue for a little bit, and i just come down, and, like, it's just the community aspect of it all. Like, that was really, really cool. It was... It was definitely like something that had a huge impact on like why I wanted to be in a band and the ki- kind of music I wanted to make too. Like I always reference that Christian hardcore from Windsor, like the Christian hardcore two step I call it in some of the songs I write, I guess. <laughs> right, 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 right. And uh, but it's just kind of wild to me because like you know you start up and you come out of that uh, kind of a kind of a setup mm-hmm. and now like your falsifier which i think is amazing right like it's completely amazing right but uh but just knowing a bit about that scene you know tangentially being involved when i was like you know 17 18 whatever i remember there was uh my friends played in a in a band um i booked the shows for them and we went up to play some church and uh a kid got thrown through a window And like, like in the church and like the like pastor with the soul patch who just wanted to like do life and showed up with a bunch of pizza like five minutes earlier was suddenly like a different dude and like not happy, like not happy about it at all. So, so I'm, I'm interested to know how, um, how family and, and friends have, um, reacted to falsifier. Are they supportive? 
Yeah, like my mom has always been massively supportive of just music in general. Always just like it's an expression of art, you know. It, like as long as your heart is in it and it's great. So nice, nice. My yeah. mom always just says, I, "I respect what you're doing. I don't have any idea what you're saying, but I feel like it's better off that I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I just uh, was talking with the. Uh, will away before before this and kind of wondered with them and I'll, I'll wonder the same thing with with you um i always feel bad for my musician friends especially at holiday times you know because you like i can just picture like you show up and there's like the uncle that you see like once a year or whatever and like you know just no concept and being like still doing that music thing like does that does that actually happen oh yeah oh yeah that's very real oh yeah yeah it's like absolutely absolutely happens and it's just like like, oh cool well how long are you gonna do that for i don't know (laughs) how long are you gonna keep drinking for (laughs) (laughs) it just comes down to that it's just like if they can't accept that you're doing what you want to do and be happy then yeah honestly yeah (laughs) yep but like I don't know. My my family's been supportive. I'm sure, like uh, from everybody else's family that I've met over the over the time of being in this band, everybody like everybody's been out to the shows. Everybody supported and yeah, yeah. Very very grateful. Uh, very very su- uh, supportive parents for sure. That's awesome because I just wasn't sure how that one was gonna gonna go. You know, given like you know, given, how like, you guys the came genre up that we played too, exactly. I, I know my parents they same with yours like don't understand it's but I mean it's yeah. it's they see the success that it has brought us yeah. and, and just the passion in it and the drive yeah. that we all have to do yeah. it like success or not like I, I feel like our parents are, all feel the same that like this is something we truly all want to do and love to do and there's ah, it doesn't matter yeah. just do it I think my mom's even said that like she's more than happy to see us like do what we love but then to see other people love what we do is just even more fulfilling absolutely absolutely and uh, um, as falsifier has grown uh, you've seen um, like what happens in the in the music industry you've seen what happens when you tour Um, I'm thinking back to this a couple years ago well it's before covid I seem to remember you guys got stuck in Alberta. Um, the van broke down, right? This is the kind of thing that that average music fans, I don't think, uh, spend a lot of time reflecting on. But that's a reality of being a professional musician, isn't it? Is these unexpected things. So how do you um, how do you go about dealing with those kinds of uh, of things? And how does that um, not uh, like snuff out your passion? For your music you kind of i feel like have to go into it expecting that something is going to happen tour is the best worst thing then yes, yes. no matter yeah. what something might happen negative and you kind of just have to learn to let everything roll off yeah just keep calm if something happens keep calm get through it figure out how you can fix it there's always a way to get through it yeah that's it and so what what is it that um that keeps you guys um, passionate about Falsifier and wanting to uh, just continue to do what you do, given all of the the challenges that come along when your band grows to the point that you're at now? 
I think just the five of us are super close. Like, we're yeah. insanely good friends. We talk every single day. If we lived in the same city, we would probably live in each other's back pockets. Like, Simon yeah. and I work together almost every single day. Yeah. We just... We just love doing it. Like, yeah. we're just... Well, it's like touring with your best friends, like, constantly. And, like, we can all, like, talk to each other. And we can all hash whatever yeah. we need to hash out. And yeah. just, like, we, we will operate as, like, a business, but also as a family, too. Like, and the other yeah. thing, too, like, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We're five goofy dudes yes. who just <laughs> like heavy music and just want to travel and see cool stuff and eat cool food and yeah. play heavy music. Yeah. That's it. Make a little money with it. Make a little that. money, hopefully. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, no. it's a nice it's added going, yeah. bonus. Yeah, to, to keep the bills going <laughs> enough. So minor detail. Minor yeah. detail. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Awesome. And your most recent release, if I'm remembering correctly, is a split yes. with a uh, band from Chicago. Yeah, victims, yeah, victims yeah. from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. that split. And so uh, I'm trying to remember when that dropped. It was within the last year. October 2020. Um, yeah, I want to yeah. say October 2020 was. We did. I think yeah. it was on Halloween, yeah. wasn't it? A little just bit, a little just bit just before. before. It was the tw- it was the 20th yeah. of October yeah. 2020. Yeah. And how did the re- recording process go um, for that uh, for that release and like who did you work with, etc. Did it all in my apartment. <laughs> literally all in my apartment yeah. so i well then we went to our one friend drew's house and recorded vocals yep. he was he was a really big help a lot of cool ideas and and stuff um, yep. did and that and uh, cody stewart mix and master it yeah that's it but we record everything all yeah. ourselves yeah. that's awesome and how have you seen the sound of the band evolve as the years have gone on and as there have been member changes and 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 such how is it different now than when falsifier first started i think we've matured a lot in our sound rather than trying to kind of just chase what a lot of bands in the genre were doing we're kind of just doing whatever the hell we want now yeah honestly like i i don't really keep up too too much with a lot of the modern uh like what's going on in the scene as far as like what's hype i listen to a lot of old like the old metalcore bands and i get a lot of influence from that and i just you know i'm just trying to make it as heavy as i can and have these guys with their input and i don't know just keep making heavy music we're just trying to write music to be our own favorite band because i yeah. feel like yeah. if you're not doing that you're doing it wrong yeah absolutely yeah Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, taking some time here with Spinning Thoughts. And uh, so what is next for Falsifier? So we've got uh, next weekend we'll be in Toronto with uh, Brand of Sacrifice. And then in May... That's Brad's band, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Nice. What up, Brad? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next weekend. (laughs) Uh, And then um, in May, we'll be going out for two weeks through the East Coast with Bro Job. Oh, yes. That was just announced this past week. Yeah. We just announced that on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And how did that one come together? (laughs) Super last minute, honestly. We were were trying to plan something for June or May, and uh, we just... uh, had a few snags on like what we really wanted to do and then our agent was like well i got this like you guys want to do this one we're like oh yeah that sounds that sounds fun for sure like it's a band that we have never played with before and it's going to be i think markets that we wouldn't normally hit so it could be pretty cool it's gonna be really fun 
Awesome. And uh, and then we may look out for possible European announcements for the summertime. Hopefully. Well, I don't know when the announcement's going to be, but we are, uh, we're figuring that out right now. And then also new music very, very, very soon. Yeah. Got an EP basically ready to go. Just can probably a single within the next, you know, maybe month, maybe month a so, month yeah. and a bit. Yeah, we're, we're, we're ready with it. We're just kind of, you know, like sitting on it and like finishing up, polishing it, making sure it's the best product we can, we can put out. Nice. Well, it sounds like there is some uh, some good things on the horizon for Falsifier. And uh, just before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to add? Hi, Mom. Keep doing what you love to do. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. absolutely. If, if you got a chance to go out and tour the world, honestly, do it. Yeah. yeah. Get some best. get some of your best friends together and make some music. Whatever it is that makes you happy, do it. Money is temporary. Money's temporary. Yeah. Money's for spending. Yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Once again, I want to thank Falsifier for being here for episode 229 of Spinning Thoughts. It was awesome to have this band on the podcast for the first time and hopefully it's not the last the band was teasing some new music and potentially some tours in some new places i'm really excited to see what 2022 does for falsifier make sure you go and check out everything they've got going on and while you're at it make sure you give this video a like make sure you're subscribed if you're not leave a comment down below and let us know have you heard of falsifier before what did you think of the lineup at No Passage Fest 2022? Leave it all down below. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. And we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Don't forget to go check out all of the content that we're doing. We're always posting on TikTok, Reels on Instagram, doing top five lists of new music that dropped and throwback Thursday stuff. Our new music Friday playlist is just rolling right along. If you didn't know the new music Friday playlist, you can find it by searching Spinning Thoughts New Music Friday on Spotify. We have over 360 songs on there right now with almost 20 hours, 20 hours of the best new music that dropped right here in the year of 2022. Go and give that playlist a like and a follow if you're somebody that wants to try to keep up with all of the amazing new music here in 2022. We'll be back again, same time, same place until then. Make sure you share music, spread love.